Start of a two-game road trip for New York as Red Bull goes to Toronto and D.C. over the course of the next couple of days. Today on the podcast, we talk rain delay, we talk season, we talk a whole lot more overall with midfielder Omir Fernandez. With Connor Lade, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. It's time for another episode of Red Bull Weekly. Well, that was certainly a very, very interesting night. The last time that the New York Red Bulls tried to play against Inter-Miami CF turned out to be about a three and a half hour rain delay before Major League Soccer finally decided to say this is not going to happen tonight. With Connor Lade, I'm Matt Harmon. This is our Red Bulls weekly podcast. Excited to have Omir Fernandez on the show uh, coming up in a little bit. But Connor, you know, that was certainly a, a crazy Saturday night when you think of it. Um, players are out warming up in that six o'clock range, seven o'clock. Here comes the weather. We're going to hold off on it for a little bit. Then there's hope eight seventeen, the kickoff and literally seconds before the sky absolutely lit up and lit up like I've never seen lightning before. Um, and then it turned out to be in essence, a pretty long night. Yeah, it was uh, a wild one for sure. And uh, another game I don't really envy the players. Uh, Sorry. My my daughter's in there. She just snuck in. (laughs) All right, let's start that over. We can start again. We can start again. My daughter snuck in. Let's start again. It's all good. We'll start again. Three. Two and one. As the New York Red Bulls set to start a two-game road trip on Wednesday, coming up later on tonight in Toronto, and then follow that one up over the weekend with D.C., we are probably still feeling the effects of a very long delay uh, last time when New York was set to play Miami on Saturday night. With Connor Lay, I'm Matt Harmon. We're excited later on to have Omir Fernandez hop onto the show for a little bit as well. Um, Connor, such a crazy, crazy Saturday night before Major League Soccer decided there's no way that this game uh, was going to go off. Kudos to those that kind of stuck around. Steve and I were keeping people occupied on the radio as best as we could. Um, and we had that one glimmer of hope, right, at around 8.15, Players were walking on almost set to start the game. And then the sky lit up like I've never seen up in that area before. Um, and then ultimately right, right around, what, 1030? Hey, this isn't this isn't going to work out at all. We'll see you later on in the season. Sorry, uh, you had a long night at Red Bull Arena. I know that you and Steve and the whole gang over there had quite the interesting experience. But, hey, those – some of the coolest pictures I've ever seen coming out of that night with that lightning lighting up above Ripple Arena, but certainly an interesting night for sure. Uh, I know the players had to be disappointed. Uh, sure, Miami very disappointed making the trip all the way up, having to turn around and go home. But you know that things happen sometimes, and uh, that's how it goes. But 
I think it gets, it's interesting because it gets to a certain point in during the night and you've been sitting around the locker room and I've, I haven't had a, an experience quite to that level. Uh, a couple of rain delays here and there, some lightning in the area, but never have, I don't think that we've ever had one called off besides DC in the snow game, but that was a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I think it gets to a certain point and you're in the locker room and you're worried about, you know, you had your pregame meal hours ago. You're trying to probably get some food in your system, but you don't really know when the kickoff's going to be. So a lot of things come into play. And at the end of the day, I guess it gets to a certain point where you just have to call it. It's in the best interest of everyone involved. You know, it, it's funny. We were trying to think, and the one game we came to was a few years ago at RFK. Uh, there was a pretty long rain delay. There was a long rain delay at Audi Field one week as well. But the RFK day uh, was one that that Steve and I kind of went back to. That was a good solid, I don't know, maybe two hours. I mean, this was three and a half hours. We We replayed an entire game on Red Bull Radio. We played the Philly game from the last time out just thinking – Hey, listen, you know, we would break in and we would do little hits and just give give people information. But at the end of the day, we were like, ah, we can always cut out of this when we want to cut out of it. We didn't cut out of it. We we played the game in its entirety um, from kickoff to to the final whistle. It, It was just one of those things. But as you said, you want to make sure players are safe, fans are safe. And as much as I've seen people be upset about it on social media over the course of the last few days, there was no window to play, but ultimately you are holding out that there would, would be hope that there is. It just turned out that it just was not going to happen. Yeah. I think everyone, you know, disappointed. Uh, they want to see the match. I'm sure they, uh, those tickets and everything will be honored moving forward, but I know that it's disappointing in the long run, but I don't know what it's been. The past month has been pretty crazy. I mean, you, you and me and the USL game having a couple of rain delays there. I think, the weather has been pretty wacky lately. And so I think it's uh, makes everyone stay on their toes a little bit, especially in the broadcast for you guys. I can't imagine pulling off that much time, a lot of, a lot of dead air there, but you guys did amazing. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I think you, you've got to find ways to keep yourself entertained. You guys in the booth, the players in the locker room, I saw some Instagram videos of Kyle Duncan entertaining the guys in the locker room dancing. I think, you just got to figure out ways to keep yourself one, I guess, engaged if the game does play, but two, entertained and not be bored to death. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know after we take a break and come back on, we'll be able to talk about what actually takes place during a rain delay. I know you know it because you've went through it, but this most recent one, Omir can can kind of speak to that. Um, you said it, it's difficult for everybody involved from a player standpoint. You go out, you warm up, you come back on. Then you go out and warm up again. You feel like you're ready to play. Um, talk about from just the, I, I don't know, Connor, from the emotional side of things, um, what what is that like for a player to feel like, are we going to play? Yes, we're going to play. No, we're not. Maybe we are. There, there's so many variables that took place the other night. Yeah, it's very interesting because I, I think you prepare the entire day to kick off at a certain time. And you're you've trained your body pretty much as a professional to – you know exactly when you want to eat pre-match. You know exactly what time you want to get to the stadium. So your entire day just gets thrown off at that point, even with a little delay at times. You you know, I, I remember just planning out my day accordingly, and I wasn't as regimented as maybe other guys were, but I still had times that I would like to hit with my meals and things like that to make sure that I was digested and ready to go for a kickoff. And so everything is a little bit thrown out the window, especially in a game like that, 
or a night like that where you know you're you're you get yourself back ready to go you see a little bit of a window you start ramping yourself up again then again another delay then you might see another little window you start you know getting those legs going again start getting your mind back into the game it's emotionally taxing 100% it's it's tough and so by the time you know a kickoff if a seven o'clock kickoff, you're kicking off after 10, you're already a little bit emotionally drained because you're just trying to get your body re- back up to speed. I know it's, it's a long night for Tony and strength and conditioning staff. They, they've got to get you ready and your body prepared if, you know, if you are going to have that kick. And so it, it's, it's a lot involved for really everybody. And so, uh, yeah, again, I don't envy the, the position they were in the other night. And I think that's uh, one part of the game that I don't mind missing out on. All right, so two things before we take a break, and then we'll have Omiya Fernandez on. And listen, you and I, we get along really well, right? We, we, we're, we're friends, we're colleagues. I'm going to throw you under the – I'm going to half throw you under the bus a little bit. Oh, uh-oh. You were brought up on the pregame show a couple of times because, listen, at some point we just needed things to talk about. Steve and I were waiting. If you remember the podcast last week, we were waiting for the dark mode jersey that you – you kind of promised us last week. It did it not get to you. It wasn't sitting at your booth. No, 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 it didn't make its way up there. All right. There's something got lost in translation. I think people were probably running around with everything going on. They must've missed that delivery, but next time be sure it, it will be at the booth waiting for you guys. Don't worry about that. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take, you know what? Don't even mention anyone else involved. I fall on the sword for that one. I think Steve's probably a large, I, you know, listen, I'm a little older. I could use an XL and I like a little space, loose, loose fitting. And again, yeah. listen, we're, we're up there. We're, we're trying to keep people engaged. We, we were sending people down to the, to the bull shop. We were telling everybody about this is the product you want to get. I mean, it's about engagement, Connor, you know that. <laughs> Tell you what, next time it will be there hundred percent. And uh, yeah, if there's one thing that everyone can be excited about, I mean, Besides you guys on the radio, I mean, getting stuck a couple extra Brisas empanadas, not not a bad night to be stuck in Red Bull Arena, get some pretty good concessions, some nice local beers. I think it's the worst places to get stuck in a rain. I will I will say this. At one point, we, we just, as that Philly game was playing, we were able to walk around a little bit and talk to some of the fans. We got such nice people that come to Red Bull Arena that are, um, you know, engaged with the team and they obviously want to see the success and People mention the podcast. They mention what Steve and I do on the radio, what you and I do here on the podcast. It was really, really fun to be able to talk to people um, in person. We had some social media fun with people as well. We got somebody to actually change their Twitter handle post game. It was, you know, Mark Mark Coates is a, a loyal listener of Red Bull Radio, and it was like Mark with like ten numbers after it. And we said we challenged them, Mark, you need to do better because. If we're going to keep mentioning you, we can't say at Mark 8-1, blah, 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 blah. We can't just keep going on. So now he is Mark. I think he changed it to Mark Red Bull Radio Fan. That's his new <laughs> Twitter handle. That is dedication. I mean, you guys have a cult following already. I mean, I'm not surprised that there's not more Twitter handles with that on it. But kudos to you guys. I mean, you guys are uh, you guys are changing the game for sure. Were you, were you there on Saturday? I was not. I was not there on Saturday. Uh, my wife was actually out, and so I had both kids. And so I was trying to manage bedtime, trying to get them both down before kickoff. Not that that happened at all, but it 
it happened before a kick of a ball for sure. And so, uh, yeah, I was, I was getting ready to watch the game from home and, but disappointed when it didn't go, but I'll be uh, excited for when they come back here, I'll be there in stadium. Clearly in another world, maybe if we have like a Red Bull weekly blooper segment at the end of the season, the start of our podcast today of which your daughter decided to enter and then did not, let's just say this, did not agreeably leave. And then we restarted and redid it again. That that might be something that we can have some fun with at some point. Yeah. uh, You'll get some good sound bites out of that one. My, uh, my wife was putting my son down. And so my (laughs) daughter was playing down here in the basement and I'm, I can close the door, but uh, she, I think she is able to pick locks now at the, um, almost three years old. So that's a little bit scary, but she, uh, yeah, she wanted to be in here and I gave her a couple pieces of paper and said, color quietly, please. And, uh, yeah, that lasted all of 10 seconds. And then I was texting my wife, please hurry. It's the podcast is starting. She's getting antsy. And so she I heard her coming run down the stairs and she knew when the door flung open, it was time to go. And she was not happy. She was not happy. Now, listen, I'll tell you my story right before I logged in. I was, I don't know what, a minute late, little little late coming in, a minute or so late. My wife had called and said, we have a leak in our yard right now. What do I do? I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be on with Connor. So hold on a second. Let me call the plumber real quick and then uh, hop on. The joys of homeownership and parenthood all segmented in here at Red Bull Weekly. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll speak with midfielder Omir Fernandez as New York gets set to take on Toronto and D.C. in an upcoming two-game road trip. This is Red Bull Weekly. We're brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Back after that quick break with Connor Laid, I'm Matt Harmon. We've got the radio call for you. Myself, Steve Jolly on the New York Red Bull Radio Network. The game in Toronto, north of the border, as TFC is back at BMO Field. Good enough to give us some time to talk about uh, what's been happening with this New York Red Bull team as midfielder Omir Fernandez. Uh, Omir, I'm not sure how many of the previous episodes you've listened to. We've been on a little roll with guys in terms of their backdrop. We had Sean Davis on a couple weeks ago boring white wall we had my radio Uh, partner steve jolly on last week boring white wall we had connor i guess it was what tom barlow a couple weeks ago he had a beautiful picture but of course turned out it was his girlfriend's because he was down on an off day helping her move from one place to the next i have never seen a company man like yourself and that's why i said are you at the training facility and you said no i'm at home yeah we live uh, i live with uh one of the housings that they have and uh this was there in, you know, kind of like our storage unit because I it, like one of the sides is broken and I guess nobody wanted it. And I was like, oh, I have like a wall here and I would do a lot of interviews with Connor. And the only thing they would see would be the Wake Forest scarf. So I was like, you know, what? let me bring it up here and, you know, just have it in the backdrop. You know, that is true. Now that I think of it, Connor, both of the bulls are missing the tails. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean. side. Again, Omir, don't feel bad. Connor was supposed to give Jolly and I a new black jersey the other night for the game because we were going to promote it during the broadcast. He didn't give that to us. You guys are probably waiting for a new sign that he that he doesn't deliver. We're waiting for a new sign over here. I mean, what what is what is happening? What in the world is Connor actually doing? Connor. You got 
you guys are killing me. You're throwing me on, under the bus left and right over here. And I'm, oh, you know, man. I'm I'm excited to see the sign regardless of the condition that it's in. Yeah. It's a nice sign. It, if you don't talk about it, you might not catch it. But but, but I have to bring it up because people want to I don't think Matt caught it off the bat. He didn't see the tails. He didn't see the missing hooves off the bull. I think so. Oh, yeah. I think it's okay if you don't if you don't draw attention to it, no one will ask. And if they do, it's a little bit of an insult. So yeah. you know, what? I think it's it could be a custom art piece that has intention behind why the feet are missing or the tails are missing. So. Yeah. If I see that, if I see that later on eBay, I know exactly where it came oh, from, and man. I know, and I know the defects on it. My bid will not be a high bid. But there's a story all. behind it, so it'll be higher. The bid will be much, much higher. Oh, oh, yes. oh you're, you know, you, you talk about. Uh, you said you're, you're living in one of the houses, team, team kind of sponsored house with some of the other guys, and um, you had you had mentioned before we started who those guys are. Just run through for our listeners the pack of people that you have to associate yourself with on a day-by-day basis? So I'm in the house with Sean Nealis, Tom Barlow, Kyle Duncan, and Wiki Carmona. And it's five of us that we, you know, share an everyday space with. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of fun. I mean, everybody has their own room, but obviously, you know, we see each other on the training field and then we come back and then we're – roommates you know living mates and we'll do stuff off the field and you know hang out and you know talk watch tv do things like that and you know you grow closer to these people because you know it's not just a a soccer thing it's a more an everyday life thing now too you know think of it and and the names there i think are pretty interesting you know you've got barlow you've got nilas um and, and then for a player like yourself for wiki um you know, that can speak Spanish. I'm sure Wiki's coming along a little bit more with English. You've got Kyle Duncan, who spent that time in France. What's the what's the language that everybody can kind of bond with within the house? I mean, Wiki, you, Wiki however, he's a shy kid because he doesn't speak the language too well. And so he kind of hangs out with me more because if somebody does ask him something or somebody needs him, he'll kind of translate towards me and be like, what did he say? What does he need? And, you know, the majority of the time, the other guys also, you know, want to learn Spanish and are like, how do I say this in Spanish so I can talk to Wiki? You know, French is not really the biggest thing here because it's too hard for all of us. But, you know, Kyle can do that. And um, but the majority of the time, it's either English or Spanish. Omir, uh, we actually took a tour last year uh, of the house. And oh, I remember yeah. you... Uh, you mentioned that you guys played FIFA a lot. And I know when Christian lived there last year, you guys would have some battles. Now that he's removed from the house, who was the best FIFA player in there? You know what's crazy? Ever since Christian left, there's no FIFA here. The only game that's been played is the Call of Duty one where it's, you know, more of a team sport. And, you know, now we have a lot of players, not just in the house, but in the whole team that every single day is like, are you going to invite me today? Are we going to do it today? Are we going to do it today? And it's like, it's an everyday thing now. And, you know, it'll be me, Wiki, Christian, and Andres. Then the next day it'll be four other guys and then four other guys. So, you know, maybe when the new FIFA comes out, we'll get back on it. But as of right now, it's the it's not the move anymore. I would still say me, for sure. Okay. Confident. Matt, you, see, you see what he did there? For the for the young kids watching out there, 
He said it's it's more so of a team building thing. You're gonna have tons of kids now going to their parents about playing video games. No, Omir said it's a team bonding thing. Yeah, I want to play to become a better team guy. He's given the he's given the kids out there uh, an excuse to play video games. Well, yeah, and and Omir, unfortunately, what just happened is the next time that you're at a home game and you and you come in, you're gonna get cheers from the kids, and every parent there is gonna boo you. It'll be a complete mixed bag when you check into the game. It's crazy because, you know, I don't know if, you know, a lot of people, you know, listen to these things and, you know, go into the game and remember that, oh, he plays FIFA, he plays Call of Duty because some kids are like, oh, come play with us in FIFA and this and that or come play this game with us. And we're just like, whoa, you know, we'll try to add as many as kids we can or people that want to play with us and we'll play with them here and there. But it's just like sometimes overwhelming that people, you know, want to play with us and, you know, be a part of this like gaming Thing with us as well. Omir Fernandez joining us here on Red Bull Weekly. Uh, Omir, obviously the story of the week was the rain delay from Saturday night with Inter-Miami. Uh, difficult situation, you know, game's supposed to start at 7, gets pushed back. 8.15, you guys come out ready to go, then have to go back in. Um, Connor and I were kind of, you know, spitballing a little bit essentially. What takes place in the locker room during those times? Um, for me, that was my first time even anywhere experiencing something like that, having a game canceled, I mean, postponed. Um, and you know, the first, the first time, you know, you're expecting to be in there 30 minutes and then have it start later happens. The second time you're like, wow, it's been an hour and a half now, the third time. And then obviously getting canceled, uh, towards the end, morale was just like, are we even going to play? Do we even want to play right now? Um, but everybody was at, at, everybody was in the mindset that we were going to play this game and we were trying to keep a mindset of being motivated and still, cause our Red Bull style, everybody knows is, you know, intensity, high pressure, having our own identity, working as a team. So that just doesn't happen on the field. It's preparation that's taken off. So we needed to be in that mindset of, you know, intensity, going with everything, working hard before that and so you know Gerhard was trying to motivate us we were trying to keep the music alive and you know keep the spirits up keep everybody laughing um so that's what was going on just a lot of like goofiness a lot of like dancing you know people expressing themselves you know playing little soccer tennis in the little area we have and I mean it was it was high high energy towards the end as best as we could we try to keep positive and you know see what would happen yeah, it's a good point. I think especially with our playing style that you have to, you know, you where I talked with Matt a little bit about how you prepare yourself all day for a seven o'clock kickoff. But then when you have a little delay, you kind of have to like ramp things up again and figure out ways to get yourself going, especially with the way we want to start games. And so that's a that's a good point. So what did you do personally? I know there was Kyle Duncan was choosing to dance. Yeah. I know he, he's mentioned they got some soccer tennis going on. What was Omir Fernandez doing to keep himself going? Omir Fernandez was watching a lot of videos because the music motivates me, but there's there's times for me where music is just like background noise and it's just like doesn't motivate me as much when, you know, the circumstances aren't there. So I, you know, for me, when I watch a video of people playing soccer, I get motivated to want to go and play as soon as I can. 
So I was just trying to watch a lot of highlight videos of, you know, different players. And I, I spent a lot of time just in the locker room, just like laying down just on my phone, listening to this pump up music and just watching players, you know, dribble pass, scoring goals. And, you know, it motivated me. And I spent some time in the soccer tennis too, to make sure everything was warm, just in case, you know, we were, we had to go back out. Omir, in this um, summer of soccer, right, between Copa, now the Gold Cup, you had the Euros. Who does Omir Fernandez focus on with some of these other tournaments, other countries that maybe you, you follow, pay attention to, um, and, and would cheer for? Oof. A lot of countries, to be honest. I mean, right now I'm currently just, you know, watching the U.S. and Mexico because those are the two in the CONCACAF that I follow a lot. Obviously, now having experience and playing with players, I have players that play for their national team that I know, and so I want to follow them as well to see how they're doing. Um, you know, I'll watch Panama to watch Amir and stuff like that. Um uh, for the Copa, it was just players that I really like. You know, everybody wanted Messi to win, so that's who I was watching heavily, you know, rooting for, crying for, cheering for, and ultimately got that. And then for the Euro, my winner at the very start was France. And then when they got eliminated, I started watching more and more. And like a lot of people, I fell in love with Italy and just – you know, the players that were performing like Chiesa and Insigne were just players that, because they're in my position, I fell in love with. And I was like, man, I want them to win. And, you know, you want to see Drew and, you know, these people upset. And so that's why it was good to, you know, go for Italy at the end. But ultimately, those are the teams I felt watching and enjoyed watching this summer. Yeah, it's been an incredible summer of soccer, and it's so much hasn't even so not even over. It's not even over. We got Gold Cup straight into qualifiers after that. This is the million dollar question, though, Amir. One million dollar question. You were born in the U.S., but you've got that Mexican blood. You've got a ton of family down in Mexico. I know it's it's a it's a struggle between who you're rooting for, but when it comes down to it, the USA is playing Mexico. Who are you rooting for? You know what's crazy? It happened not too long ago when yeah, Nations League. And so before when I was younger, it was always for me the to go for Mexico. Um I think there was a period when I was young when when I was strictly US because you know I wanted to go against my parents, I wanted to go against all my friends. But then, you know, there was another point where it was just strictly Mexico. And now that I'm older, it's a mix. It's hard. And like you said, it's both sides. But when they just recently played, my friend actually started that game and uh, for the U.S. And I was I texted him. I was like, Mark, I want you to play really well, man. I want you to score three goals, but I want Mexico to score four. Four three, that's the only thing, and I mean I'm watching, and it's like I don't even know who I'm rooting for at the end because I'm watching him. He gets the ball, and I want him to do so well. But then I watch Mexico, and then I want them to score, but I don't want them to score on my friend. And then you know, so it's like it changed because when my, when the U.S. won, I didn't feel 
sad. I was happy that my friend won. But when Mexico wins, I don't feel happy that they win, nor do I feel sad that the U.S. lost. I feel like as I'm, you know, no more players on that team, it's just becoming an even harder, you know, decision to make. And it's just like, it's hard. It's a million dollar question. Omir, I'm not I'm not going to lie. As I listened to that answer that you just gave, it seems like you're filled with conflict. That's <laughs> a lot of conflict. Is there anything on the podcast now? You can use this as an outlet, man. Like, let it out. I, I feel like that. I feel like that answer. You've been dying to just get all it's that off so your chest. Lay down, lay down on the couch, Omir. Take your feet up and talk to us, man. <laughs> because people, people, you know, ask, "Oh, you, 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 you." Are Mexican American, this and that. Who do you vote for? You know, and it's tough, man. It's just tough because, like I told you, so many people that I know, like even in this go in this Gold Cup, you know, you, I know so many of those players that you know I've either played with, played against, play, uh, you know, shared the same field with, and it's just like you want to see them do well, but then you know your family side has you know driven that Mexican, and you just like love that culture and everything so you it's a part of you as well and then so it's a lot of conflict and you know you just want to see both of them do well you know at the end of the day you want to you want both of them to go to the final and then whatever happens happens you know best case scenario they go to pks and you let god take care of the rest at the end of the day that was a long very very long roundabout answer of not exactly answering it so that very professional response there Say what you want to say, but if it's a tough question, change the self. I forgot what they said in the in the, <laughs> nope. in the media day. No, no problem, right? You just have to kind of give the politically correct answer and and move forward. Omir, let, let's finish with a couple of things for you. Obviously, third uh, season in Major League Soccer. The the way that this year has worked out so far for your for your Red Bull team, little up, little down. I would say that the team is now on an upswing. New coach maybe different philosophy tactics where where does omir fernandez see himself going in the the second third and the the you know second part of the season now that you guys have already played 12 games hopefully i'm following the team's projectile and just going up you know the team we've said it you know it's a young team you know we knew there was going to be ups there was going to be so many downs so many in betweens and at the beginning, if you ask all our teammates, you know, they'll probably give you an answer of like, I don't know how we'll be this year. You know, we have good players, but this, this. And to see us doing really well is, is you know, very motivating to us. And, you know, for me, I just want to help the team because, you know, you don't want to you don't want the team to go up and you be the player that brings that team down. You just want to follow them and keep going up and keep going up. So for me, this this part of second season, you know, I want to, if my role is to come off the bench and give a spark, Omir needs to come off the bench and, you know, defend for the rest of the time to keep the clean sheet or score the extra goal to kill the game or, you know, and that's, if that's what the team needs me to do, then that, that's what I need to do for sure. Um, you know, obviously keep training really well to have that quality up there because, you know, Connor, I played with Connor the first year and the intensity in these trainings are high. You know, these are young players that are hungry and there's a lot of competition and, you know, everybody wants to play. So the quality in there is is amazing. But 
you know, everybody brings a lot of intensity. So just to, for me to go up with the team and, you know, make the team stronger. Yeah, Amir, I mean, that's certainly a role we all know you're very capable of. And, you know, we've seen the types of performances you, you bring off the bench. We've seen the performance you can bring from the start of game. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, something that I just can't get off my mind. Uh, you said there's a, a story about the sign behind you. And you said that's going to add to the eBay claim. It wants to hear the story about it. I, we need to hear this story. What's the story about the sign? I don't know. I'm going to just say, you know, if I were to sell it on eBay, I would come up with a story and say that, you know, this sign is from the 2018 when they won the community shield and they were celebrating, holding up the sign and you know, somebody got tackled, you know, somebody was pushing too hard, playing too hard, and one of the legs broke, and, you know, we kept it as a memory, but this is worth thousands of dollars because it was at the moment of the celebration of the trophy. I got a better one for you. <laughs> so that's how one side broke. The other side, and this is going to be important for all your American and Mexican followers, it's that Rafa Marquez came back in the locker room one day very angry and started kicking things around the locker room. And that's how the other side of it got damaged. All right. So, and that ups the purse on that bad boy a little bit. Rafa Marquez had a little bit of doing on some of the damage on there. So there's a lot of damage on your thing. You got, you got a million dollar prize there. There's so much damage on this. I didn't even notice, but you know, I think it makes a cool backdrop. It's better than having a black blank wall. You know I mean? Omir, there's no doubt, hands down, you win for backdrop of the year so far. And I love, as Connor is talking to you, you're turning around looking at the sign, probably trying to think like, oh, yeah, I could tell a story about that part, that part, that part. Because I don't know if you can see it, but there's so many, like, scuffs and, uh, like, holes punched into it. But we're not going to focus on that. We're just going to focus on the New York and then just the rest of it and how it takes up a good amount of space. Omir, really appreciate you coming on here, giving us some time. Uh, I know the schedule is a little bit condensed right now because you guys have the travel to Toronto, which should be interesting to be back in Canada, even for that um, one game. Look forward to seeing you up there for that one. Continued success on the field. One more before we let you go. If by some chance you came across another rain delay, who's the guy in the locker room that you want to hang out with for three hours? You know what? It's crazy because he wasn't even rostered, but he was in there, and it was Andres. It was Andres <laughs> because I've never seen him upset and be so angry for a long period of time. So when he was when we were in there, he was just like, "Oh, this is so annoying." But then five minutes later, he's like laughing dancing you know making jokes about you about other people and you're just like laughing he's keeping you occupied and he's just being his you know natural self of you know funny entertainer and so if i were to be another rain delay three hours it would have to be him for sure and you know there's a flip side of that question in a three-hour rain delay who's the guy that you're running away from and and let me just let me preface it with this just in case you don't want to throw anybody under the bus on your current roster. I would say former teammates could be included as well. No, no, no. I'm, I'm an easy out there, Omir. I'm an easy no. out. 
because you know I wouldn't want to be with either it would just be Christian because Christian adds to my frustrations <laughs> because he's always if I'm if if it's so say there's a rain delay and unfortunately he he was uh doing some uh some bike work and you know some stretching and mobility that uh this past game so he wasn't really in my face a lot but he sits next to me in the locker room and if he sees me you know upset or frustrated about the rain delay he'll just be like why is it making you so why why this and that just adding to like my 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 sorrow and my my stress uh, level my stress and i'm just oh i'm just like get away from me and you know He'll make jokes, but at that point, it's just like it's just frustrating for me for him. I think I think that's a sign of a, a true defensive midfielder. He knows how to get the, under the skin of not only his opponents, but his very good friends on the team as well. And, and you know, you can't, there's a wall there too, and it's just oh, there's no more wall. But I try to like sneak into my locker and just get away from him, but he'll still appear somewhere. But I do like Omir. I do like this. Connor mentioned, and you mentioned before, like the media day training that you guys go through, how to maybe, you know, divert and cover a question. You did the Mexico-U.S. thing, very politically correct. There was no hesitation of throwing under the bus. No Uh, hesitation. Listen, again, thanks for coming on here today. Love talking to you. Personality always pops right off. Um, Continued success this season for you, for the team, and look forward to doing this again real soon. My boss, thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. That is Omir Fernandez for Connor Laid. For all of us here on the Red Bull Weekly Podcast, I'm Matt Harmon. Steve Jolly and I have the radio call for you coming up later on tonight and then D.C. on Sunday. Again, thanks to Omir Fernandez. Thanks to our fans for listening to Red Bull Weekly. Thank you.